Hi guys, Tim Elliott here, popping in with some intriguing news on the 12 tribes in Australia. For months now, we have known that two of the most senior leaders from the 12 tribes in America have been in town, visiting the community at Peppercorn Creek Farm at Picton, just outside of Sydney. Supposedly, they're here to address some pressing issues, including the fact that quite a few members, most of them young ones, have recently left. There is also talk that the Australian 12 Tribes community is in serious financial trouble. Curiously, just last week, in early March 2023, four sale signs began appearing out the front of some of the 12 Tribes' key properties, including Peppercorn Creek Farm and the Common Ground Bakery and Restaurant just down the road. If you've been listening, you'll know this is a pretty big deal. Peppercorn Creek Farm is the 12 Tribes headquarters in Australia. It's where the community was founded in 1994 by two American apostles, Scott Zarnicky, or Hahn, as he became known, and William Nunnally, or Noon. The people who first came down here to Australia to introduce this religious scourge to the country, at that point in the 12 Tribes, there was no one in the Southern Hemisphere at all. And we would never send one person by themselves. Two by two is the biblical standard, and that's how Jesus did it. For the past 29 years, the farm has been the group's spiritual centre. 8.3 idyllic hectares of bushland and farm plots. There's also a beautiful little creek that runs through it where baptisms take place. Yes, we went to the creek, creek? Yeah. Uh, Pepcon Creek the farm. farm. They had a beautiful little creek in those days running through. I was uh, 23 at the time. Sean Penny is a Kiwi who was instrumental in setting up the tribes in Australia three decades ago. He remembers a Sydney man who donated the property to the tribes. He had a farm down in Picton, which was you know just an hour out of Sydney, south coast. He had a farm down there. He was a plumber, not doing particularly well in his finances. He was a bit of a hoarder. Um, he saw value in everything, wood, plumbing supplies, everything. You know, So he had this huge sort of junk collection. You know, So after meeting him, and he, you know, he was, he'd come from closed brethren from memory. Uh, he was ex-brethren. So, um, you know, he was already primed for this kind of life. And, you know, he was looking for something new and different and exciting. And uh, he found it. So, you know, he offered up his property and we all moved down there from Strathfield. So what was life like down there? Uh, it was a bit different, a little bit more um, bit more rustic. You know, we, um, us young fellas, we would, um, there wasn't enough uh, rooms to go around. So us, us young men, we, we had constructed these sort of A-frame um, dwellings, really just big enough for a bed or two and uh, made out of uh, corrugated iron yeah just classic i mean you know no regrets that was that was a lot of fun you know so uh you know just you're basically just out there in the wilderness and you know you'd walk up the hill with a little uh candle in a jar on a piece of string you know every night in the darkness and um you know walking through the bush to um a little a-frame hut um that was great and um you know life was pretty simple The farm has been improved considerably by the community. It's hard to say what it's worth exactly, but there's another, much smaller property just down the road from it 
that is currently on sale for $2.9 million. This other property doesn't have a watercourse going through it. Peppercorn Creek Farm is more than two hectares larger than that property, so it's safe to say then that the tribes are going to get something way over $4 million for Peppercorn Creek Farm. Not bad, especially given they got the property for nothing. The Common Ground Bakery, another of the tribe's key properties, is also up for sale. The bakery, which is just down the road from the farm, is set up in this beautiful old historic home called the Razorback Inn. There's also a cafe there and a big wool shed, which the real estate agent is positioning as a perfect place for functions and events. Again, it's no doubt worth probably over $2 million. In total then, the tribes stand to get over $6 million for these two properties alone, all built on the back of free labour. And the tribes still own three prime properties in Katoomba, including the Yellow Deli and a big block of land in Bigger in the Southern Tablelands. But it's hard to know the full extent of the group's property holdings, because, as we're discovering, their record-keeping is somewhat unusual. For example, meet Ali Karampour. Oh, Ali, who was an electrical engineer, came to Australia from Iran in 2018 to take up permanent residency. But he didn't have a place to stay, and so he looked on the exchange site HelpX, which offers guests room and board in exchange for their labour. He saw a place called Peppercorn Creek Farm and thought it looked really nice. As I arrived in um, 6th, 6th of March 2018, uh, in Sydney, I um, directly came to Picton because um, the Andersfall was their Picton farm. At that moment, I didn't uh, realise that there are special religious schools because it was not mentioned uh, on the website. It soon became apparent, though, that the community didn't really need Ali's labour, as they had plenty of people to work. They just basically wanted recruits. Uh, They mainly looked for people to bring them to their community, to have the practical experience of living with them for a while and exposed to their rituals, their faith, their way of life, and hopefully... A few of them maybe joined their community and ultimately um, accepted their faith and joined them. Part of the deal was that Ali had to attend a two-hour ceremony at 7am. It was a little boring for me. I didn't want to engage. So it, it, it makes them a little upset. They told Ali his time was up. We want people to stay longer that engage in our ceremonial gathering. But before they sent him on his way, they did something very strange. Without asking Ali's permission, they put his name and phone number on the New South Wales land and property information document as the principal contact for Peppercorn Creek Farm. So the first time that you found out that your name and telephone number was on their real estate purchase document was when I called you. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Does that strike you as strange? Yeah, very strange, very strange. It's a very shocking, yeah. Yeah, the misuse of my name. Unfortunately for Ali, 
The document isn't legally binding, and so he doesn't own the farm. And that's just Peppercorn Creek Farm. God knows whose other names are on the other property documents. So why are the tribes selling up? It's hard to say. The bakery and the deli have put messages on their Facebook pages saying that they can't meet demand, meaning they are having trouble finding enough tribes members to staff them. This seems to imply indeed that more people are leaving the group than joining. But it's also worth remembering the context here. New South Wales police are still investigating the 12 tribes following allegations that they buried stillborn babies on their bush properties. Then there's the death in 2021 of 12 tribes founder Jean Spriggs. According to the tribes, Spriggs' death was meant to trigger what they call the race. The race is part of the group's end times theology, the idea that they only have 50 years from Spriggs' death to breed up a special army of boy soldiers who will go out and defeat Satan during the Battle of Armageddon. They believe they only have 50 years to bring about the end of the age and the right conditions for the Messiah to return. So that's what they're focused on right now. They think they only have 50 years to accomplish this, so they're like really intense about it. It seems unlikely that they'll leave Australia altogether because for the 50-year prophecy to come true, they need all of their 12 tribes intact, meaning all of the communities around the world. So maybe they'll just stage some kind of retreat to the property at Bigger. Bigger is where the tribes used to isolate their more troublesome members, like Mark and his eldest son, who ended up spending months out there after questioning the tribe's beliefs. It's also where Mark buried their stillborn baby boy in 2001. In 2020, with Rose and Mark's help, police identified three grave sites at Bigger, so it's quite literally where all the bodies were buried. I called the 12 tribes at the farm and also at the Yellow Deli, but nobody wanted to talk to me. As always, we're indebted to you guys, the listeners, who have been sending in tons of tips and leads. Please keep them coming and look out for more bonus episodes. You are my own.